You're listening to Everything Bundesliga, podcast about football, travel, culture, and more. My name's Mike's dad, Los Gates. Hello, everyone. In this episode, we'll be wrapping up everything that happened in match day one, uh, the most interesting games of the weekend, and uh, any other highlights or news. So let's get started. As is tradition in the Bundesliga, the defending champions kick off the campaign. Bayern Munich hosted David Wagner's Schalke. And to quote American football coach Dennis Green, Schalke and Bayern, they are what we thought they were. Bayern's new signing, Leroy Sané, slotted in on the left and didn't look a minute out of place. Schalke's defense was unable to cope with the interchanging movement of Sané, Müller, and Lewandowski. Sané, whether swapping wings with Nabry or in the middle behind Lewandowski in place of Müller, collected a goal and two assists in his debut. At times, it looked like Sané held off scoring against his former club, much to the annoyment of his teammates. Instead of going over all the individual stats, I will just tell you that this match ended in 8-0 for Bayern and included a Rabana assist from Lewandowski to Müller for their sixth goal. David Wagner is captain of the sinking ship that is Schalke. He will be lucky to have a job by the end of October at this rate. In other Bayern news, Thiago Alcantara has left the club for Liverpool, and veteran Javi Martinez departs for Basque club Athletic Bilbao. He will likely be finishing his career where it began, in Basque country. A fun fact about Athletic Bilbao is that since 1912, Athletic has played exclusively with players meeting its own criteria of who they deem to be Basque. The first foreign-born player is Anaki Williams, whose parents jumped the border fence into Spain from Africa after crossing the desert. He grew up in the streets of Bilbao and was picked up by Athletic at a pretty young age. Since he's coming through their youth system, he is technically deemed Basque and is their first foreign-born African player to play for the club. Now this policy is not without controversy as it likely violates EU labor laws and could be deemed racist in many ways as they only allow Basque players to play for their club, or people who grew up in the Basque area or came through a youth system of a club in the Basque region. Back to Bayern Schalke, though. Uh, what we saw from this match was Schalke lined up in a 4-4-2, and I thought it was a pretty decent Bundesliga side that they put out there, obviously lacking in depth. Up top, they had Mark Ut and Paciencia, who I would think would be a pretty good striking partnership but it was not to be for them. The pace of Bayern Munich got faster and more technical in the offseason, which I didn't think could be, but they picked up right where they left off. The state of Baden-Württemberg in Germany's southwest had the Württemberg club of Stuttgart host Baden's SC Freiburg. The youth of Stuttgart shone early as Freiburg legend Nils Petersen found himself alone in the box for an easy header in the eighth minute. Stuttgart winger Silas Wamagituka created a few chances on the left-hand side, but luck wasn't on Stuttgart's side. A goal was even cleared off the line by less than an inch. Sloppy and disorganized, we found Freiburg up three goals away from home just minutes into the second half. It was nearly 4-0 before Stuttgart's American coach pulled center back Kaminski for Austrian attacker 23-year-old Sasha Kalajic. Five minutes later, 
the young Austrian chipped Freiburg's keeper for an electric goal. The reduced capacity Mercedes-Benz Stadion began roaring in support of the hometown Reds. This disappointing one-sided rivalry match had just come alive in the 70th minute. Perhaps caught sleeping, Freiburg were becoming increasingly disorganized and unable to obtain any sort of possession. A long ball from midfield deflected through Freiburg's defense left Silas Wamagatuka able to outmuscle his defender, left-footing the ball into the back of the net via the near post. Ten minutes to go, and the 17,000 attendants are making up for the usual 60,000 in noise and support. Goalkeeper Florian Muller holds the line, bailing out Freiburg's defense for the 3-2 win. Although Christian Streich has managed Freiburg for nine years, this is his first ever win in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and his excitement showed. It was a tale of two halves for Stuttgart, looking like toddlers taking their first steps during the first 45. The second half, they showed a lot of passion and heart. Kalungi's winger Wamagatuka is definitely a future star. Kaldiyik's passion and relentless determination galvanized the napping Stuttgart youths. Freiburg's keeper, Florian Müller, I think could be a future national team goalkeeper. It will be interesting to see what Stuttgart can put together once their whole roster is healthy. Their star, Nicolas Gonzalez, was listed injured, but maybe on his way out the club. I think the two clubs who had the most at stake week one were Werder Bremen and Hertha Berlin. Werder, trying to live up to this season's hype and downplay last season's near relegation. Hertha Berlin, having been bought and injected with copious amounts of cash, need to show the league, their owners, and their fans, it is time to take the old lady seriously. Luckily, to my surprise and delight, they were matched up week one. Half hour in, both sides looked equal, only attempting a few chances. American Josh Sargent led the attack for Bremen, putting a good chance wide of the goal and into the side netting. Momentum slowly drifted in favor of the Capital Club, before Slovakian defender Peter Pekarik slotted home and grounded cross on the far post. Striker Josh Josh Sargent looked awkward trying to mark Pekarik, visibly frustrated and humiliated. Just minutes later, Werder lose the ball in their own half, and Vladimir Darida cuts the seams with a through ball, allowing Luka Bakio to power the ball into the back of the net. A powerful finish. Within five minutes, Kofeld's team have completely capitulated before halftime. An hour in, it gets worse for Bremen. As Brazilian attacker Matus Cunha's one-touch shot caught Werder's keeper out of position, Davy Zelka moved to Bremen to revive his once-hyped career, elevated himself over a defender to score a header on the far post. As Berlin has dominated the second half, I think that they were caught sleeping on this one. And awoken Berlin dominated the remainder of the match. I came away from this match feeling much more confident in Hertha than in my season preview. Conversely, I am quite disappointed in Bremen because I was all aboard that hype train. Aside from having a lot of goals across the league, there is only one other game of note. A blue chip matchup between Borussia Dortmund and Borussia Mönchengladbach also known as a German team. The Battle of the Borussias, which is a Latin word for Prussia, should have been one of the best matches of the season. My season preview had me place a German team above Dortmund in the final standings. I still hold on to this prediction, despite Dortmund making me look foolish this weekend. What we were treated to was absolute domination by the Black and Yellows. From the very beginning, Gladbach were overwhelmed by the pace, determination, and ferocity of their opponent. English 17-year-old Bellingham provided an assist for American 17-year-old Reina, scoring his first ever Bundesliga goal. The counter-attacks of Sancho, Holland, Bellingham, and Reina proved too much for the Foles. This match is more or less the same scene over and over, with Gladbach turning the ball over in Dortmund's half, followed by a lightning-quick attack by the black and yellow, sprinting towards Gladbach's goal. This led to Reina drawing a penalty 
which was professionally put home by Holland, scoring his first ever penalty. Repeating the counter-attacking scene, we see 20-year-old Jaden Sancho setting up 20-year-old Holland, who one-times it over the keeper. Dortmund absolutely destroyed their opponent with trickery and pace. Perhaps Lucien Favre's hot seat just got a little cooler. This is what you get from Dortmund, like a teenager going through puberty, because there are numerous teenagers on the pitch, there will be mood swings. Today they looked world class, but a dip in form could send them screaming to their rooms, and the slightest conflict could cause a blow up. However, we have to give it to Dortmund. They made me look completely foolish, and perhaps, perhaps maybe I'm so wrong that they can challenge for a title of the season. However, I still have them finishing fourth. The other matches consisted of Frankfurt's disappointing 1-1 draw with a team that does not exist. The match wasn't lacking in chances, but the globalist, elitist, flat-earth forces intervened, and this great match only ended 1-1. Frankfurt's star striker Andre Silva suffered a head injury, but it's nothing a bumble or four of apple wine cannot solve. Union Berlin got off to a really bad start at home, losing to Augsburg, and a match on paper that you'd have to pay me to watch. But this game actually contained four goals. FC Köln was overperforming, nearly holding Hoffenheim to a 1-1 draw before an extra time goal by Kramerich put their hopes to rest. This is a disappointing result for Cologne, as when you are a relegation candidate beginning week one, every single point counts. And today, they got robbed in the dying seconds. Leipzig hosted Mainz. Mainz taking the asymmetric approach to warfare wore atrocious away jerseys in an attempt to confuse their opponent. Uniforms consisting of dark gold shirt and shorts with lead rettering and trim. Mainz were unable to match the wings of the Red Bulls though. Mainz did draw a goal back into the second half. However, Leipzig at home in East Germany were able to kidnap and disappear their opponent. Sunday night football should have been one of the best matches of the weekend. Wolfsburg hosting Monsanto Kuzen. The car club displayed poor finishing in front of goal, but their keeper, Kian Castiles, collected a Tiguan's worth of quality saves. He continues to be one of the Bundesliga's best kept secrets. And that is our roundup for week one. What's coming up in week two? This week's key matchups are the Moody Diva versus the Old Lady, Spray Bottles of Roundup versus Cans of Energy Drink, a relegation battle between Germany's Area 51 and the Billy Goats, and the sinking Titanic versus the hyped Werder Bremen. Those are my key matchups to watch for week two. This is just a week one uh, roundup. I'm looking forward to doing some special interest episodes that may or may not be related to the Bundesliga, uh, maybe world football in general. So please keep an eye or an ear out for those. Please give me any feedback. Uh, I'm open to it. And thank you very much for listening. This is a little bit shorter episode. I think I'm going to do uh, quick recaps of the week mixed in with other analysis or whatever I find interesting going on in the Bundesliga. Well, thank you very much. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe. Los Gates and auf Wiedersehen.